Back when, uh, back when our uh, son, David, who is um, old now, but back when he was little, uh, we used to watch, you know, kids shows with him. And uh, there, was, there was one called, how many remember Lamb Chop? And, and wow, look, all the old people. And uh, anyway, they would, do, they would do a song. This is the song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friend. Someone started singing it, not knowing what it was, but we'll continue singing it forever just because. You guys remember the song? Well, you should have joined in. But anyway, remember that song. And uh, since we've been in quarantine here since March, sometimes I feel like life is now the song that never ends. Like, right? I don't want to see one more press conference uh, I, I, I just, you know, I, I don't want to hear one more bad story or one bit of bad news. I mean, it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. And you start to think, is this, is this the new normal? Like, is, is this the way life is going to be? And, and I certainly hope not. And everybody said, everybody said amen. But we've been doing this series called Forgotten Virtues. And each week we're searching through the scriptures, uncovering some of the virtues that we need to rediscover in our lives. And our virtue today is going to speak directly to this song that seems like it's never ending. Our virtue today is perseverance. Perseverance. Is it perseverance or perseverance? Is there an R in there? You don't know either, do you? Uh, it's 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 kind of I always always mix it up and it, it's you know it's hard to say it's even harder to spell, but let me tell you what it's even harder to have it work in our lives. It's even harder to do it. And thus far in this series, we've been focusing on virtues that we normally offer to one another, like when we talk about honor honor one another, husbands and wives to honor one another, honor something we carry and we give to someone else. Another virtue we looked at was loyalty. Loyalty is, is seen in our high-value relationships, friendships, uh, friendships uh, or relationships between husbands and wives or our kids or, or whatever in our church relationships. Loyalty we give to one another. But today, as we talk about perseverance, I really see it as a virtue that helps us love ourselves. It's, it's not giving up on yourself. Perseverance is a virtue that helps us love ourselves. Now, the self-love I'm referring to is not, not a love that's selfish. It's not being self-centered. But it, it's coming to this understanding that every one of us is made in the image and the likeness of God. Can you say amen? Every one of us is. And so when we understand that then, we, we don't give up on each other, but we also don't give up on ourselves. And perseverance helps us love ourselves, understanding that we too have worth and value because we were given it by our almighty God, our creator, and our king. So perseverance helps us stick in there and not give up even on ourselves. And one of the greatest examples that I can find of perseverance is found in Mark chapter 5. I love this story. We're going to go to Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. Hey, if you're joining us online today, why don't you just type in the chat uh, your, your, your town, where you're from, city and state. We'd love to know our extended family. If you're in the room, let's go to Mark 5 and verse 25. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. We're looking this morning at the medical chart 
of an unnamed woman. We're not told her name. We're only told of her issue. Now that will preach. Not told of her name. We're only told of her issue. How would our world be different today if we weren't hung up on the issues, but we actually sat down and got to know somebody and got to know somebody's story, got to know somebody's name? What if we took everything out of the political arena and brought it to the personal one-on-one arena? We start... We stopped identifying ourselves by our issues. We stopped identifying everybody else by their issues. And we just were just people. Again, worth, value, dignity, one-on-one. But nevertheless, uh, it's probably a different sermon for a different day. But we, we don't know her name. We know her issue. We know her issue is she's been bleeding for 12 years. She's went to every doctor. She's tried every cure. She's ordered everything from TV to, to try to, to fix her problem. And, and she's, she's not any better. In fact, she is worse. Everyone say 12 years. 12 years is a long time to be suffering. And I have found that when we're suffering, if we know when the thing's going to end, we can endure almost anything. Like if you go to the doctor and they say, Mr. Marsh, um, you're going to feel a pinch and then it's going to burn for about 30 seconds and, and, then, and then it's going to be over. I can handle that, right? I can wrap my mind around it. Okay, David, um, how many like shots? <laughs> no one, right? But I can say, okay, I'm going to feel a pinch. I'm going to feel a burn in 30 seconds. This thing's going to be over. I can handle it. We can all do that. When we can see the end of something, we can prepare our minds. We can prepare our emotions, and we can say, yeah, I can get to the end of this. But when you walk into something that you can't see the end of, that's when you need perseverance. When you're going through cancer, and, and, and I mean, we're just talking to family before church, you know, and, 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 and the mom is going through so much, and, and, and there's so much still to do. There's more to do. There's six months of more treatments. I mean, it's just so difficult when you're in the middle of this long battle and this, this long, you know, mental game you're trying to prepare yourself for. If you can't see the end of that thing, it's very, very difficult. This is where we need perseverance. This is, it's a virtue, but it's also a weapon. I guess we could say perseverance is a virtuous weapon because if you can possess it, then you can fight your battles with it. I'll say that again. If you can possess perseverance, then you can fight your battles with it. This dear sister has been suffering for 12 long years. Doctors can't help her. Text says she's actually worse because of what they've done to her. This bleeding woman, though, has not lost hope. She's got the weapon of perseverance working on the inside of her. And look at the text at verse 27. It says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Hold on a second. Twelve years she's been suffering, but the text says she heard about Jesus, and she started saying to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. I don't know about you, but if I've been sick for 12 years, 
If, I, if, if I've been battling something for 12 years and my friend comes in and says, hey, I heard about... That's what I'm going to say to my friend. I don't, I don't want to hear about another miracle, a healing, you know, herb or essential oil or product or treatment or salt cave or whatever. No, get out. I don't want to hear about it. And, and her friend's saying, oh, no, no, you don't understand. This guy's not a doctor. He's a carpenter. Really? <laughs> I've been suffering for 12 years. I'm not better. I'm worse. And I'm broke. I've tried everything. And now you're going to tell me about a guy who builds coffee tables and heals people? Get out! Right? Wouldn't you be at that point? Like, I would be at that point. I don't want to hear about it. But not this sister. I mean, none of us could blame her for losing hope, but yet she didn't. There was something in this woman that refused to give up. She was persevering in her time of trial. Look at the, look at the verse again, verse 27. When she heard about Jesus from somebody, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, we're reading this morning out of Mark's gospel. But Matthew's gospel gives us a very important detail, a very important detail that Mark leaves out. Matthew says this, she kept on saying to herself. She didn't say it once. She didn't say it twice. But she kept on saying to herself, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, then I will be made well. As she was getting her clothes on that morning, she was saying to herself, I just need to get through that crowd. I just need to touch the hem of his garment. As she brushed her teeth and drank her coffee, she's repeating it to herself over and over again. I just need to touch the hem of his garment. As she limped into town, she's talking to herself. I just need to get to the hem of his garment. As she's pushing her way through the men and the women and the children and the livestock, she's still saying to herself over and over again, all I have to do is reach through. He doesn't even need to know about it. I just need to reach through the crowd and touch the hem of his garment and then I will be made whole. I don't know if you realize it or not, but the most important voice in your life is the voice of God. The second most important voice in your life is your your voice because no one talks to you as much as you do some people you ain't met my wife no I'm telling you I'm telling you even she doesn't talk to you as much as you do we self-talk all day long and that self-talk can either it can either reinforce our fears our doubts our insecurities our rejection, our unbelief, our failure, or that self-talk can tell us this. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. When we're in a battle that feels like the song that never ends, when we're in a trial, when we're in a test, when we're in a season that's like, okay, when is this thing going to be over? I'm telling you, the battlefield is right here in our minds. And those inner voices are going to decide whether we're going to limp through this thing or we're going to walk through it in victory. Let's just be honest this morning and say, so far, the year 2020 has not been great. How many can say amen? It, it has just not 
been great. All those preachers, all those preachers online, those big-time preachers, those TV preachers who preached like the last Sunday of December or the first Sunday of January, they put out their new tape series, 2020 Vision. This is going to be the year of blessing and prosperity and healing and breakthrough. I want my money back. Come on, who's with me? Who's with you, big bunch of, uh, of lying prophets, right? This has not been a great year. Uh, a pandemic and racism and anarchy. But, but if we could step back from the hysteria for just a moment, all of us, I think, would agree the biggest thing that we're all dealing with is actually the mental and emotional stress that all those things have caused. Right? For most of us, those things haven't touched our lives, you know, that, that closely. I mean, we're reading about it. We're hearing about it. And yes, it can be awful. They can it just be awful. And I understand they touch our hearts. But for, for most of us, what we're really dealing with is the stress that all of that causes. Sometimes, most of the time, the stress of something is, is actually worse than the problem itself. And, 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 and to make matters worse, listen... We don't have a doctor telling us, hey, Mr. Marsh, you're going to feel a pinch and some burning for 30 seconds. It's going to be over. In fact, we have doctors saying, we don't know when this thing's going to be over. Right? So there's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's like, oh, there's no, oh, I just, I just got to do this for another month and things are going to get back to normal. No. We, we don't know when things are going to get back to normal. But let me tell you this. Perseverance is long faith over time. That's what perseverance is. It's long faith. Anybody can have faith for a, sh a short burst. Anybody can be a shooting star, you know. You look spectacular for a second and then you burn out in 10 seconds. Anybody can do that. But God is looking for some people with some long faith. People who are going to believe him over the long haul. Not only are we time in a time of so much stress, but you know what? Satan loves chaos. We're also in a time of spiritual warfare. Is, is that real, Pastor? You better believe it's real. If you don't believe it's real, you'll not know how to fight against it. Satan loves confusion. He, 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 when he sees confusion, when he sees hate, when he sees anger, when he sees strife, he comes and, and he, he sets his headquarters up there. He creates his own chop zone. Come on, somebody. But God reminds us this morning that this is not a time to give up. This is a time to persevere. Do you know one of Satan's greatest tactics is simply to wear us out? If he can just make us tired enough, I'm just, I'm just tired of the battle. I'm just tired of the fight. I'm just, when is this thing going to be over? If he can make us tired enough, he can get to victory. Yes, there are some bad things going on in our world right now, but Jesus said this. He said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Some of us have been living under a cloud of confusion for months 
We've been allowing the chaos of the world to steal our peace. We've given the media too much of our minds. We've given Satan too big a place in our lives. And it's time to get a hold of ourselves, strap on our spiritual armor, and say, not today, Satan, not tomorrow. I'm in this for the long haul. My God is on the move, and yes, my breakthrough is on the way. Come on, somebody, if you believe that we're not in this alone, there is a breakthrough. you got to praise God in advance. Lord, we're going to praise you today for what we believe you're going to do soon. We're not going to wait until we see the breakthrough. We're going to praise him in advance because he's worthy of it. This bleeding woman still has faith after 12 years. 12 years she's been dealing with her COVID. 12 years she's been dealing with her chaos, but she's still got faith. And look what happens after she reaches through this crowd. I'd love to have seen this. You ever seen just a feisty old woman who won't take no for an answer? I mean, just like a grandma. I just picture this woman with a big purse and like a cane, and she's just walking through the crowd, just knocking people. Shut up. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Man, I just... She got some attitude. She is going to press through the crowd, and she does, and she touches the hem of his garment. Verse 29 says, immediately, everyone say immediately. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Praise God. I get goosebumps when I read this word immediately. When she touched Jesus' clothes, she was immediately healed. But get this. It took her 12 years to get to immediately. That's long faith. That's perseverance. I want to encourage somebody this morning. Your immediately is coming. Don't you dare quit. Do you hear me? Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare give up. God has a calendar and your immediately is on his calendar. I I can promise you it's there. It might not be today, might not be tomorrow, but it's on the calendar and God is faithful. (laughs) This morning, this morning, you know how uh, Facebook shows you those memories, you know? Well, like 10 years ago, uh, our daughter Victoria said this to me. I guess she was looking at a calendar, and she said, she said, Daddy, my birthday is not on our calendar. She didn't know it, but I'm her dad, and because she's kid number four, now the time you get to kid number six, I don't remember their birthdays, okay? But because she's kid number four, her daddy remembered her birthday. I did not have to put it on my calendar in order to convince her. And I want to tell somebody this morning, your daddy has got your immediately on his calendar. And just because you can't see it, just because the world looks like it's in chaos, God is in control. He really is. It's not just a cliche. It's not just a song. He really is. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately, she felt her healing immediately. Jesus immediately felt power go out of him. It says, immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you? He says, Jesus, there's hundreds of people here. There's a thousand people here. And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction this is long 
perseverance. If we're going to accomplish anything in life, it's going to be done through perseverance. Do you know there's no such thing as an overnight success? We hear about them <laughs> overnight, but it took years of preparation and hard work and training for, for people to, to become successful. Anything worth doing, it's going to take perseverance to do it. Our son Caleb, he's 17, and for the last year, anytime Caleb got some free time, he'd say, hey, Mom, Dad, I'll be back. I'll be back later. I'm going down to the studio. And he's been getting into music a little bit and, uh, you know, writing some songs and stuff like that. And, and uh, I had heard some of his earlier stuff, and I said, well, you know, wow, Caleb's really taking this serious. But for a year, any free time, I'm talking, I'm talking hours, weekends, evenings, we'd have to text him, say, hey, you got to come home. He's down there. He says, i, I, I got to go. I'm working on some music. i got to go. I'm working on some music. And, and, and about a month or so ago, he's like, hey, did you hear my album's going to drop today? I'm like, what? Yeah, we got a, we got a full-length album. We're going we're gonna to put this. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on, I don't know, all the stuff the kids are listening to. He dropped the album. Let me tell you something. It's good. <laughs> it's really, really good. They wrote all their songs. Him and his friend Caleb Campbell and other friends involved. And Bo helped him. And it's just awesome music. And I don't even like rap. Come on, somebody. But it's really good. But my point is, these, these kids, these teenagers, put out this album that's awesome. But it took them I, who, a year to do it. I was reading Facebook this week, and I saw that uh, Jerry Merrick, a lot of you know Jerry, he's a, a member here, and their family comes here. But he, he said, congratulations to my daughter, Marley. She graduated from college, and that's, that's great, right? That's a great accomplishment. But then he added this. He said, she's the first in our family to graduate from college. Now, that's really something. She's changing her family tree. And as I read their post and I was thinking about how awesome that is, I started thinking about there's some people in this room or maybe some people watching online. You're going to be the first in your family to own a home. You're going to be the first in your family not to get a divorce. You're going to be the first in your family to defeat the demon of alcoholism. You're going to be the first in your family to get saved and serve Jesus. You're going to be the first in your family to actually lead someone else to the Lord. You might be the first in your family. I heard this week a story about a guy first in his family to ever pray. Come on, somebody. That's some awesome stuff. Be the first in your family to break the chains of abuse. The first in your family to break the spirit of fear. The first in your family to walk out of poverty. There's some people in here who are going to be first. You're going to change your family tree, but you're going to do it through perseverance. It's faith over the long haul. It's day after day. Every time Caleb would go, would go work on music, he Dad, we're going to go... Back to the grind. Got to get on the grind. I was like, what grind? What are you doing? You're playing around with music. It's work. Faith sometimes is work. Faith sometimes is work. I know we like this idea of Jesus that we say abracadabra and boom, you know, he pops out and does whatever that he wants or whatever we want him to do. But I want to tell you, sometimes the process is just as important as the promise. 
The 12 years sometimes is just as important as the immediately. And even when we can't see him working, we know that he's working. Philippians 1.6, if you're a new believer, if you're an old believer, I guess every believer ought to memorize this verse. It's one of my favorite. Philippians 1.6, being confident, Apostle Paul writes, being confident of this very thing. Now, I want you to understand, Paul is in prison as he's writing this. Okay, so he, that's, there's your context, all right? He's not on the lake watching fireworks. Okay, he's not on vacation. He's not on the beach. He's not in Aruba. He's in prison, and he writes this. Being confident of this very thing, that he, that's God, who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. As we've been walking through these past few months of just craziness, you know, I think started in early March. I got to be honest with you. Sometimes I've been trying to navigate through this on my own strength, my own wisdom. I've been leaning at times on my own understanding. And in the midst of some of the mental and spiritual and emotional battles that I've been going through, I just, I just felt like God said this to me not too long ago. And he said, have you forgotten me? Now, that sounds silly. Well, how could we ever forget God? And how many know sometimes we actually do? It's not that we forget that he's real or forget that he's there, but we just lean on ourselves too much. We depend on ourselves too much. We live like he's not there. We live like he's absent. But Paul reminds us, it was God who started the work in us. And it's God who's going to complete it until the day that we shall see the king when he comes. I also started this this week thinking about some people in our church who are preserving through some difficult things right now. We've got children. Children who are going through long battles with cancer. Brody and Dominic and a young man named Austin. Long. That's like, it, it's not a pinch and 30 seconds of burning. It's years. It's treatment after treatment and trip to Morgantown and trip to Baltimore. and tri- Long. Can we pray for them today? There are people who are going through divorces. When someone, when someone comes in to talk to me and they say, yeah, you know, marriage isn't working out. My wife's seeing someone else. My husband's seeing someone else. I try to encourage them, but I also try to prepare them because I know the preparation's part of the battle. You're in for two of the toughest years of your life. You're going to make it through this. There is life for you on the other side of this. God has a plan for you apart from this this spouse who's been unfaithful but I'm telling you you got to prepare yourself now this is not going to be over in a month it's not going to be over in six months two years before you feel like a normal person again but if that's you I want to I want you to I want you to know something God has your breakthrough on his calendar 
Life is not over for you. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's an addiction you're battling. Maybe you're hope. Maybe you have given up on yourself. Maybe you hate yourself. You failed so much that you feel like there's no hope for me. Would you shut that voice up and allow the voice of God to rise up on the inside of you? God never chose you because He was impressed with you anyway. When God called you, He already factored in your stupidity. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Stand with us today. Some of us, we're, we're in the middle of it. And, and we might not look too impressive right now. But if you knew where we started, if you knew where we came from, then you'd praise God right along with us. The woman with the issue of blood, she's on her knees. She's crying at the feet of Jesus. Her body is ravaged for 12 years of losing blood. I bet you she did not look too impressive in that moment. But if you knew what God had brought her through, you'd have been praising God right along with her. Some of us, we don't look too impressive to the outside world. But if you knew where we started, if you knew with that moment when Jesus reached down into our lives and called us, you think we're a mess now. You should have seen us two years ago, right? You think we're a mess now. You should have seen us 20 years ago. But in the midst of our mess, he loves us enough to make us trophies of grace. I want to pray for anybody who feels like I'm stuck in the song. I'm stuck in the season. This feels like this is never going to end. Let's all close our eyes this morning. But if you need prayer, would you just lift your hand up? I just want to know who I'm praying for. If you need prayer, come on. No, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm raising my hand. Somebody pray for me. Come on, just reach out to the Lord. She, she pushed through that crowd. She didn't care who was looking. She didn't care who knew about it. Father, you see those who are reaching out this morning. God, we are all needy people. We're needy people. And sometimes in the middle of chaos, we, we forget you. <laughs> We, we forget, Lord, that you're so dis that that you're, you're you're just right here, so close to us, even though you feel distant. God, you're closer than our next breath. We've never cried a tear you didn't know about, God. We've never breathed a breath you didn't give us first. But Lord, the voices of this world and the chaos around us sometimes makes us forget that you're our ever-present help in our time of need. And I lift up those who are lifting their hands to you, those who are bringing a prayer need to you. God, would you show them that you are the God of the breakthrough? Would you show them, Lord, that there immediately is on your calendar? Their good, good Father has not forgotten about them. And Lord, continue to do the work. Build in us this long faith. Lord, a faith that perseveres. God, in our time of trial. I pray for those who are, he, are dealing with sickness in their body. Would you touch them? God, would you touch them? Those I've named and, and those we haven't. God, those who are in the room and they're reaching out to you. Those who are online, they're reaching out to you. And they need a miracle in their body. Would you touch them and would you bring healing? God, those who are battling in their mind, depression and mental illness. God, it's, it's, it's just so real in their lives right now. They can't see past it. They don't know when it's ever going to end. Would you touch their minds? You made their minds. You made their hearts. Father, some are struggling with that broken heart. God, would you mend it? Would you put it back together? And Would you put some things in there, God, that only you can deposit in your sons and daughters? 
Maybe it's a financial mess somebody's in. Would you show yourself to be their provider, Jehovah Jireh, the God who is more than enough? We thank you for hearing and answering the prayers of your people. Most importantly, Lord, to anyone listening today that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, this morning I just want to tell you that God loves you so much He was willing to send his son, Jesus, from heaven to come to this earth, to die for your sin, and then three days later, raise him from the dead, showing us that he has the power over death, hell, and the grave, and he holds the promise of eternal life in his hands. If you have never made his sacrifice personal, if you've never said yes to Jesus and no to sin, today is your day. Now is your moment. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I need a fresh start, Lord. I want to begin again. I want to know you. I want to live for you. I want to serve you, God. Friend, if you'd pray a sincere prayer like that, God will hear you. He will answer that prayer. Today, you can start over. Today, you can be clean. Today, you can be new. It's called being born again. Father, we thank you that you're gracious and you're merciful and you welcome us into your family. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said.